Good evening, angels. Good evening, my friends. So, we had a camp out over the weekend. It was for my very first event of my um, not-for-profit year. Uh, it was a camp out for youth. We had about um, 12 people, 10 kids. Um, the rest were adults. We had Actually, we had 15 people <laughs> and 10 were kids, aging from 10 to 18. And they had a ball. And I'm so grateful. God held through with the weather just as I asked. We had plenty and plenty and plenty of food. We had, you know, just a really, the gang was awesome. You know, uh, the, the large portion of them were related because they're like a family of brothers who are boxers and their little sister and her cousin. And then the rest were other kids that participated. And it was just so cool. And the funny thing is the boxers are highly competitive. They had a cousin with them, a boy who is also competitive. And he was like next level. Like when he lost, he would go jumping through the woods, like literally jumping over trees and jumping over this, jumping, 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 jumping. And it turns out it was because he, he doesn't like to lose. So he was triggered. So anyway, um, he was very fast runner. Um, there was a game called manhunt that my son um, you know, had always wanted to play when he was like, I think he was about 13 and the kids were playing in town, um, in our town that we lived in in New York, but it was very all white town, KKK. And the place that they were running around was the police department. And, um, imagine my little black son running around over there during the time of, you know, Trayvon Martin and all the terrible things that were happening back then. No way. So then, um, he grew up in the town, knew him very well, you know, and so he was allowed to go. The police knew him. The neighbors knew him. Everybody knew him. So he got to go and participate in manhunt. Manhunt would happen at night. He's black. He would wear all black. And he just pretty much stepped the rule, like the game up as we always do with everything. We like level it up. He was like a person who would see you walking through those splits in a fence you know, and he would jump up in the air and reach over and tap you and you were caught. Um, he would lay against the um, curb in the street against the sidewalk. <laughs> it's nighttime, you know, and this is a mountain community. So it was really black if it wasn't like if there were no house lights on and stuff. It was a very dark place to live at night. And so anyway, um, he loved that game. And so when we had our first camp out, um, with some kids, they played manhunt. So, but manhunt has become a thing. People know about it. So they wanted to play manhunt. My son wasn't there. My daughter was there, her boyfriend, you know, they're all there. And so they wanted to play manhunt. And so they did. And it just, it literally gave way to, um, racing at the end. Um, you know, just incredible shit talking. And so, um, by the last day, it was um, less race, you know, <laughs> it was crazy. And so now it's racing, you know, everybody's racing. And in the middle, like during everything else, it was also um, that same young man who was fast, who's very competitive. He also played chess and he played street chess. Like he didn't play the chess that was like, um, let's, you know, time it, etc. He was like, you don't call your moves, you just move and just go for the key. You know, <laughs> it's so crazy. And so when it, he wanted to play my husband really bad, 
the whole time he was like playing different people and he'd play the other people and he beat them. But then he got into it's the acres clan and, you know, Kelsey's a chess player. So, um, you know, he lost by technicality. And so, because he wanted to play by the rules and if you're not, I mean, he didn't want to play by the rules. So if you're not playing by the rules, then, you know, you're out. <laughs> so anyway, so what ended up happening is the same young man desperately wanted to play chess with Mr. Akers. Oh, I want to play the best. I want to play the best. I want to play the best. Okay. Mr. Akers didn't seem any bothered by him. He's just moving about helping do the wood, you know, get the screen ready for the movie. You know, he's really just, and he is watching because I know him. So he's seeing who's playing. You know, they're playing his chess game on the ground. And so finally, um, the young man, you know, gets his game. Mr. Akers is finished with everything. It's like the last day, you know, so he just sits down. He's like, let's go. Let's do it. And so the boy says he doesn't want to play by any rules again. My husband's like, so you're not going to play by any rules. He's like, no. He's like, so we're not going to call it. No. Okay. So Muzz was like, all right, come on, let's go. I'm getting sleepy. <laughs> and he immediately starts picking at him. And and he just does like two moves. And the guy does his one move. And now the game is over. Mr. Akers took his king. And that was it. And the guy was just like shocked. And his face it was so funny. And so one of the things that was fascinating about that to me was just his deep, deep desire to, you know, play my husband. But in addition to that, when he was racing, he would, when it was like tie, like, you know, where you're almost there, he would force you to slow up by running in front of you and taking your side, you know, running into your lane. And, you know, that's, he's a bit of a poor smartsman. He needs to get better at his sportsmanship because he's a high schooler now. And people don't play like that. They'll beat you up. <laughs> They'll shoot you and kill you. You know, like he's in Baltimore or in some sort of that area down there. And one of the most important things that you need to do is be a good sportsman. You cannot be a poor sportsman. You cannot cheat. You cannot act like that. It will come back to bite you. A good sportsman does not cheat, period. He just does not cheat. So if you find yourself cheating, you're not a good sportsman. Nonetheless, um, so he got beat. It was what it was. And it was funny. It was epic. It was legendary. And, um, and I'm just glad that it went down like that. It was pretty funny to me. So what I really wanted to get into though, is just the importance of, you know, belief in your prayer. If you're going to pray, you have to believe. There's no reason to pray if you don't believe. If you don't believe that your prayer is going to be answered, then you need to just not pray. <laughs> you know, don't pray. I mean, like, what are you getting lucky? Like, you know, it's like, ah, hope it crap you. No, you know, I remember looking at the weather and it was like partly cloudy, chance of rain, 37%, you know, precipitation, blah, blah, blah. And I thought to myself, oh, well, it wants to rain, but God, I'm asking you to please hold back the rain, hold back the rain until we're finished with our day, until we're completely moved about, got everything off, you know, the ground, et cetera, et cetera. And, um. And we, he did us one better because that's what he said he would do. He would surpass our expectations. And so he gave us just a beautiful weekend. And, and the energy at the place was very, very spectacular. Like it was just good stuff, right? So one of the things that um, I wanted to really talk about is just how we oftentimes, you know, have plans or 
want something from God, but we don't have the faith to believe. And I remembered last Saturday, Joel Osteen said something that an idiot. So anyway, Joel Osteen had a, um, he had a situation where he said something like, when you pray, don't go, you know, going, please, God, please. He's like, say thank you. Thank him for it. Because that shows that you already know he's going to do it because you mentioned it to him according to his will. We can want things all day long, but according to his will is what we're going to do. Like, that is all. That's how it's going down. And there's no reason to even be tripping on it, right? But the most important thing is um, is just how we often see wickedness seemingly getting a pass. And it, it's very hurtful, frankly, when we are like, you know, oh, you know, why is he, why is she, or, you know, that person, when in fact God is doing it because that's what they deserve. That's the That's where they're at in their journey. You know, we don't know what they've gone through. You know, we might have just been a part of the time when they were terrible, but they grew, you know. So one of the key things that I was thinking about is just how we can often find ourselves praying and then we worry that God's not going to answer our prayer. That's so counterproductive. And and I can understand how concerns, you know, jump in, but we just have to remember this. We have a lot attacking us. Like right now, for me, let's just say specifically with my job, our salon is it just keeps on kicking these numbers out to where God is blessing us to maintain a certain position in our cells. And, and that's frankly upsetting people. They want people to never come to us. They want to ruin our good name and make people say, I don't want to go there. I want to go to this other salon so they could get the numbers. So suddenly we have somebody like writing a survey and saying, you know, how terrible you know, somebody was to them and that they were, um, you know, what? And so today somebody walked in and they wanted to speak to the manager. Somebody else called and they wanted to speak to the manager. You know, it's just an energy. And if there's an energy, it is going to do what it does. You just have to maintain your positivity to be able to counter that because they're going to be a certain way. They're going to be wicked. But God promised, and we have to trust him. We have to walk in his promises, right? So at the same time, we have to be aware of ourselves. Example, on the trip, my daughter is highly competitive. Her dad will compete with a baby, an infant. If the infant is coming against him in a sport, he will not cut it any slack. He will not say, oh, it's an infant. Let me cut it tonight. Not him. He's trying to beat the baby, <laughs> And that is who he is, and that is all. And so my daughter is very competitive as well. She's always also been very competitive. And so with her being competitive like that, though, the one of the things that uh, impacts her is in her competitiveness is that she gets mad. Ah! And so <laughs> um, she was upset. You know, something occurred. I don't remember what it was, but she became upset and 
she ran off, you know, to go be a part of the game. And, but she was upset. And when you're upset, you set yourself up for any type of distraction, harm, etc. And so what ended up happening is she goes to run and she slips on this gully that is a little stream, but it's slippery as it goes down. It's mud, you know? And so she said, boom, gets mud. It comes up with mud all in her face, all on her face, just dripping down her face. And, and so she was like annoyed. And I said to her, listen, you have to not let any of this shit talking get to you. Like shit talking is what it is. It's there to distract you. That's why they do it. If you ever pay attention to like the P basketball players back in the day, they would be shit talking like crazy. And the reason they're shit talking is because they want to get you off your game, get you upset and get you off your game. So now it's up to you to allow yourself to be, you know, impacted to the extent that you allow yourself to be knocked off your game. Right. So. So now, you know, she's so funny. My daughter. She, um, you know, she's just like, you know, she's mad, you know. And so she, you know, I told her to shake that off. Don't allow yourself to be upset, you know, because you open yourself up for a demonic attack, as she realized, and I was able to use that as an example. And so, in life, you know, everywhere we go, who we are as angels, representative of the Most High, every single place we will go to, we will have somebody wicked there waiting for us, like, even in the matrix, like, if that's the example of good and bad or evil and whatever, how the devil chases you with spirits, you'll see how Agent Smith would do that, right? Um, good morning, afternoon, angels. <laughs> I was just listening to Stevie Wonder. I'm like listening to his greatest hit. So just now I was listening to As, right? Oh, I just love that song. Be loving you always. What? Sing it. So anyway, <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that uh, this has been a very, very interesting week. You know, I know that as a result of me having or us, my team, having a very spectacular uh, event, you know, our very first of our not-for-profit, and <laughs> traffic's acting up in front of me, has nothing to do with me, so it's funny, but um, anyway, so we had an event, it was a camp out, 2021, with these youth, some camped with us before for the first time a year and a half ago, and, um, and then others were people who'd never camped in their lives before, and that is my favorite thing. You know, the new group that camped with us, I mean, the other group that did camp with us before, they didn't camp in this way. So it's still a new opportunity and experience for them because we camped in a way that was more rustic. You know, we had like an outhouse. Um, we didn't have showers. So you just had to wash up in a bowl. You were given your bowl, your washcloth and soap, and you were to wash up there. You know, your toothbrush out there, your bowl is your sink. Your We had a gigantic thing of water. And, you know, each person, like, they came with, you know, gallons anyway that contributed, so they got to have their own gallon also. It was just, a, you know, something that my husband, you know, 32 years ago when we had moved in together, that was one of the things that he was doing that I did with him. And he really loved that I was willing to do that. So we got that done. But I know that I want to always remind everyone who's listening, angels, that we are in a spiritual war. The war has commenced already. You know, we are now just trying to, you know, 
get ourselves to where can 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 we can we do that? Trying to get ourselves to where we are cleaning up our indoctrinations so that we can, you know, be able to uh let's see how we're gonna do this. It's not moving, he's not gonna can we come on? So anyway, so we're trying to clean up our own personal indoctrination so that we can um, tune into our power. And so in doing that, you know, we have to recognize that we're in a war. And in recognizing that, because the adversary doesn't want us to know our power on this planet, you know, it's like, no. And here, because of all the energies and everything going on, it's a very powerful, auspicious time for us all. So now one of the key things that we have to try to do is we, we have to try to, you know, make sure that we are doing and walking in our power, in our light. And when we do that, we are just making sure that we're, our reactions to the triggers, etc., are things that we're not going to allow to, you know, take us down. You know what I mean? So we want to be able to make sure that we never allow ourselves to be impacted by our triggers, you know. We have to make sure we don't allow ourselves to, you know, allow our enemies to triumph over us, you know, because in allowing our enemies to triumph over us, we could find ourselves potentially living in a situation where we are totally, uh, you know, just not doing what we're supposed to be doing, not living and walking in the walk that we want to be walking in. You understand? So one of the key things that we could do while we're trying to fucking do that, because traffic is ignorant. So anyway, what we try to do is, while we're trying to do that, is that we try to just make sure we're doing what we're supposed to do. You know what I mean? Bitch. So anyway, with that said, we have to make sure that we constantly live our best life all the time. Like, I'm going to give you an example. I always use traffic as the example of mental illness. And so I just want to say we're living in a time where we just have too much awesome energy. We don't need to allow our reactions to be, you know, held back. You know what I mean? We don't need to be held back. We need to make sure that because of our reaction, we didn't just lose an opportunity. We didn't just cause something to happen because of our reactions, right? And so that's what we're trying to really tap into. My biggest thing is I feel like I'm a superstar. I'm a celebrity on this planet because I have figured it out. We don't have to die because we figured it out. We can actually beat anything that comes against us on this planet as long as we walk in the light with our Lord, our God, our mightiest, highest self. But if we find ourselves trying to purposely, you know, cut somebody off in traffic, it's funny that we see them, they might be rushing to an emergency to go help their child or a loved one, you know, they might be sincerely in an extreme, extreme hurry. And they need to just keep on moving at their pace. And for you to play games with them in traffic because it's funny to you, that's just, it's sick and it's sad. And I promise you, just two steps ahead of you is extreme uh, destruction for you. We're living in perilous times. You're showing who you're working for, and that's the adversary. You can absolutely not be working for God on any level, period. Even if you got crosses and Bibles and throwing it up on your page and going to church every Sunday, even a pastor. But if you think you're funny and trying to be hurtful to others, trying to hold people back, you know, just because you, you're triggered from your own mental illness, from your childhood indoctrinations, you're not of God. You're over there helping. You're helping. And we don't need any help of the adversary. We need help 
for God's angels to continue to fight for this beautiful planet. God gave us a beautiful planet. We have water. We have the beautiful things in the water that are great. We have the things in the water that we need to be careful of. They know we're not supposed to be over there, right? And if we can be because we're of the godliness, it won't bother us because it's not coming to bother us. You leave it alone, it leaves us alone. It's just the balance of the way God's nature works. So I just want to be like really honest. Like if you are sincerely finding yourself in a, in a situation where you are going playing tennis, somebody called it, playing tennis with wicked people, you're only going to vibrate on a lower scale and ultimately walk away from the most powerful opportunities that you can create for yourself because that's why it's coming against you to stop you because you're great. Like, imagine being so amazing that there are people, like, literally following you, knowing where you're going to be at this time on the highway. They're listening on your phone. This is real stuff. Real stuff. Okay? It's called gang stalking. It's a real thing. You can Google it. You know, um, GQ Magazine did a whole expose on it. Um, it's a real thing. And so the funny thing is imagining for me, because I just make things fun for myself. Imagine that these people who find themselves trying to race me down in traffic, and I'm just trying to drive. But they think it's funny. They're doing weird things, and I'm just trying to drive. Ah, I got you. Ah, I got her. You know, like what? Amazing that I love that somebody would take time out of their day to come play with me. Like that's the cutest thing ever. But I want you to recognize that these spirits are coming like in the matrix, you know, Agent Smith, when Agent Smith was trying to, um, you know, had his whole situation coming, Agent Smith was doing his thing and Agent Smith was moving into grandmas and moving into, you know, um, anything to just come against the angel that was helping. That's real. Art does imitate life. Do you understand? So, you know, you have to just make sure you understand that you're an angel and some of us are even gods. When you can do every sport, when you know things that people just, where'd you learn that? <laughs> you understand? Some of us are walking in such a godly sense that that's really who we are in y'all. And those are the ones that they call sleeping giants because mentally the, the gods are giants, you know? And if you are, I can give you signs of like remembering, like somebody said to me in 2014, 15, remember who you are. Why can't you remember? He said, I started trying and I'm just telling you now I'm 51 and it started last year when I turned 50, when I took this hiatus and I felt like I needed to, it was the start of the pandemic, things were crazy and I just felt like I needed to go figure it out. And, and God led me, and it was a great thing, right? I found things out about myself. I saw how to handle others so they couldn't win against me, where I've been handling it differently. Um, you know, we do have mental health issues of our own as a result of just things that happened as a child. So much happened. Things we remember and things we don't remember. But it is a catalyst to the anxiety. I often think that anxiety is as a direct result of the things we don't remember, but it happened. We just don't remember what it was, so we're anxious to know that something happened, something bad could go on. Something bad could go on, you know what I mean? 
And so you start to have anxiety everywhere you go. You don't know what it is. And then if things are weird or negative, it escalates your anxiety and it have various, you know, implications like your behavior and symptoms will be as a result of, you know, the anxiety. So for me, one of the most important things is that we make sure that we understand, you know, what is going on. Why are we feeling this way? So I want to get back to remembering who you are. My daughter, and you'll often hear about her because she is a young person that I gave birth to and I'm growing her. My son is now in a different level of conversation, but this young lady is really like more of a popular struggle for um, people of her caliber, our caliber. Our son, he's different and is everything's a lot different, so it has to be handled differently. Our daughter, you know, she is such a Leo that it's difficult for her to really accept certain things just on hand. Like, you have to remind her, and then she has to remind herself when the situation arises, or a situation has to arise in order for her to tap in and remember, or you have to remind her because she doesn't even feel like you warned her in advance. I always warn them in advance. I always try to prep them in advance for every situation, and I'm usually very on point with my knowledge of things, so... You know, some people might be like, but how can you prep them for something you don't even know about? Like, because we all have different gifts, you know? And so um, today, you know, she was telling me yesterday, confiding about um, in her uh, work environment that she's working in, she has some children who are like one, just she's a volunteer. The young lady's a volunteer. The daughter is a paid employee. And she is experiencing a volunteer who's a child just being kind of disrespectful, not kind of, from the things she says, they're very disrespectful. And I would go about handling it. And even some of the children, like the way the children are behaving, she's feeling that the new generation of children coming up aren't being raised properly and that they are actually a problem, poorly, poorly behaved. And it's very sad to her. But what she wasn't remembering, and I was reminding her, is that her household and the way we raised them was on purpose, deliberate, and we really took care to ensure that they were good people. And that's why I know that many people would like to think that we were really harsh, actually, that I was smiling in public and twisting the arm in the house, you know, <laughs> screaming and yelling. And, and that's just not the case at all. I really did love differently than the way I was raised. You know, Rory was very calm. You know, and when Aaron got older, there was a time where his anger, like, got the best of him with the way my son, and they had a wrestling match. And I was like, no way. You're not going to accidentally kill our son, and now I'll be fighting a new fight. Because it really is all a spiritual battle. Unfortunately, the wicked knows who we are here on this planet. Like in the movies when they go, they're here, and then they go search to find them. Well, if you're having listening to my podcast and you like to listen to them and recognize and feel inspired, energized, you know you need certain things, you're like, ooh, that was good, and then, you know, you go forth to help others or live your best life, whatever it is, if you're being blessed by this podcast, you're one of us, and I'm looking for us. I'm looking for us to connect and for us to all be on one accord so that we can move in a way that lets love wash over the nation, the world, you know, and and just get things back on track in a way that nobody expected, and God would be so pleased, and so... At the same time, we have wickedness fighting just as hard to destroy it because the elders that are wicked upon here, they um, already are aging out pretty much. And as a result of them aging out, they 
you know, don't really care about what happens here. They're ready to let it go into, they're looking for immortality. It's just not going to happen. And they're trying to convince their young kids, you know, the younger generation of their wealthy people that they do know. And so I think I'm praying and, and speaking to the younger wealthy generation of those who have the wicked Rockefellers and the, you know, Kissingers, etc. I want them to really recognize that they're lying to you and that they are just jealous and envious and don't give a damn about your youth. And that if you don't pay it, can, can we drive? If you don't pay attention, you'll find yourself, you know, um, you'll find yourself in a situation where you also are going to be old and broken out and you, you know, wish that you had an opportunity to be able to, you know, live better, but you couldn't because your elders tore up the path for you. And it doesn't have to be like that. They, the elders don't have to tear up the path. You guys have the wealth. The elders are going to die out. Don't let them destroy the planet. So in tapping into who we are as gods, angels, etc., the first thing you have to do is be honest with your feelings and how you are behaving. Is your behaving bringing good things to you? Is it vibrating your greatest desires? Are you having a situation where whatever you wish for, you just don't get it? You got to try. It's just not. And then things go wrong. Lose your money, your wallet, your this, your that. All these things are going wrong. You might even find yourself into, in a physical confrontation with someone physical where you're getting harmed or you're having to exert anger and harm. And all those things are because you're not tapping into your power. Because as I told my daughter, with these youngsters, it's first part of what you're doing is assessing what characters you're up against. And then you see what you're up against. And I also am like, okay, so once you accept that you're up against something that is not of God. Because godly things, you can recognize them. You do have some that are, like, beaten up a little bit. Like, you know, the little godly things. Youngsters, they could look a little scratched up in the face and hair not so great and clothes not so perfect. And yet, they are gods. It's just the adversary is trying to destroy them. And that's where we come in. So, as an adulty, adolescent, adult, grown, whatever you are, trying listening to this podcast and trying to find the power within your mojo. It starts with how you eat. You know, some people starve themselves. Some people just eat all junk food. Some people are sugar fiends. But you got to monitor everything. You can have a little of all those things if you want. Um, I believe that sugar kind of robs you of some things because it's so pleasurable. We want to, that's why oftentimes people find themselves not eating pleasurable things, you know, and yet they are still powerful. They're more powerful. So then at the same time, in recognizing your indoctrination, did you have a difficult mom? Don't lie. Don't pretend your mom was great because you just want to have a great mom too. You know what I mean? Like, don't lie. If she wasn't a great mom, how was she? Where did she fall short and be willing to find yourself some um, mom friends that can help you live a better life, right? So we just think about things like that. And we want to be able to heal ourselves. And then at the same time, wherever we go, we always have somebody wicked coming against us. Right? So what do we do in regards to that if somebody wicked is coming against us? And they come, like, it seems like we would expect, like, the leadership people in, like, jobs and places to, like, be like, no, that's unacceptable. 
you know, this person is doing great things, do not disrespect them, but they don't get involved sometimes. And like I said to my daughter, sometimes it's because they don't have anybody else and they don't want to lose the person or they know that they're there to bless that person. So when you know your purpose, we deal with things longer than we would deal with other things, right? When we know it's a part of our purpose, we have to complete the task. So if you're coming against somebody who is, like, if they're coming against you, you're, like, walking in your life, you're just trying to be a blessing. And and I just saw a video today on um, Facebook that I've seen before. It was a lady saying they just don't like you. You know, they don't care what you, this, that, and the other. They just don't like you. And so that is real. But to me, we're going to live on the operating on God and evil, right? Good and bad. Evil and not evil. And so if you just don't like somebody, you might have some demonic tendencies. And frankly, I'm not going to try to get you to like me. So don't waste time on things like that. Don't waste time on who likes you. Slow down in your thoughts. Slow down in your actions. Don't rush to judgment, rush to answer, rush to react. Slow down and take time to remember, because in taking the time to remember, you might also find an opportunity to see yourself for who you are as a powerful, and you know, I call people goddesses and things like that, right? A goddess is a person who, in spite of where they came from, even if you're wealthy, but you had neglectful parents, so it kind of like emotionally abused you, but if you found your way to mental health anyway, and you're loving in that and walking in that and serving because goddesses and gods serve humanity. And so when you do that, when you're doing that in spite of, that is the most special thing in the world. And so, you know, that means you are a goddess. You are connected to the godly power within you. I'm going to just leave it at that. You know, just slow down and remember all right. And um, I pray that you have a supernatural day on a positive, supernatural love, supernatural peace, supernatural grace, mercy and favor. All right. And um, thank you for listening. Don't forget to share and uh, comment if you want to talk about something. I'm here. And ultimately, I promise I will get to the video so you can be energized through my presence. But in the meantime, you know, we're just trying to get them out there, get the word out there and and do what we got to do, right? All right, love you. Peace.